0: Welcome to From My Lens podcast, where I talk about mindfulness, sustainable lifestyle, and how to be location independent. I also invite digital nomads and entrepreneurs to share their expertise and knowledge. Now, today's podcast is called Climate Change and Social Justice. I have a special guest, Robin Shaw. She is a climate and social justice activist and a parenting coach. After 15 years as a model, she now uses her platform to invite others to live a more sustainable lifestyle and to teach their kids about sustainability, emotional literacy and equality. As ambassador for Remake and One Tree Planted, a model with the fir- world's first ethical modeling agency, role models, and the creator of the teachable tantrum method, Robin is working to help create a better planet for children and for our planet. Please help me welcome Robin Shaw. How are you today, Robin? Hi,
1: thank you so much for having me on your show. It's such an honor to be here.
0: Thank you for coming on this platform. It's honestly such an honor to have you and talk about climate change and social justice. I think it's so important and necessary to talk about. I still feel many people still don't know what climate change is. And some don't even think that it's real.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's a tricky thing because it really depends on where you live and what your circumstances are. hmm you know, so some people might not really experience significant effects of climate change, whereas other people are experiencing forest fires and an increase in hurricanes and major storms. Their communities might even be taken out by these storms. You know, island communities in the Pacific and in the ocean—they're experiencing their islands are disappearing before their eyes. Wow! You know, if you're if you're paying attention, you'll see a loss in habitat. Um, you know. The coral bleaching that happens in the ocean, we're seeing the reefs are really suffering. So if you look, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of evidence to support that climate change is real. It's happening and it's an urgent issue.
0: Wow. And I just want to ask you, why does climate change matter so much?
1: well we are part of the ecosystem right you know people like to think that we're not an animal but we're another species of animal on this Mm -hmm. planet and while we are very advanced intellectually and with our ability you know thanks to our thumbs Mm -hmm. um, we're an important part of living in harmony with the planet so climate change is really important because we have caused a warming of the planet because of our lifestyle the rapid pace right that we manufacture goods at mm-hmm. and our high level of consumption is you know we're, we're pumping chemicals into the earth and the waterways we're
0: putting stuff into landfills that's that's incredible and what are some causes of climate change that you could talk about
1: sure so we are living in a time when we have capitalism that is trying to max out everything, all of our resources, mm-hmm. right? So, the rate that we produce products and clothing, the amount of oil that we're pulling out of the earth and trying to extract in various methods, and, right. the, and then we're combusting it, using it in our cars and transportation systems and for energy. Um, you know, there's a lifestyle switch that's needed if we right. want to that to mitigate the effects of climate change. Mm -hmm. So, you know, trying to live a more minimalist lifestyle and making some personal choices can have an impact, but certainly the the way that we live now, you know, unfortunately the convenience of Amazon, for example, Mm -hmm. is very compelling. But, you know, every time we make those purchases, we are contributing to a culture that is using up resources without an end in sight
0: right that's that's incredible and do you think if somebody does want to make that change um what are some basic top five things that we could start doing now to make that difference
1: sure so um starting in your own community and even more so starting in your own home is is fantastic so I'm a big believer in shopping secondhand, mm-hmm. whether that's for clothing or furniture or any kind of goods. Um, it helps to keep things out of the landfill, and it helps to, um, you know, give clothing and items a second life. Yes. I was really shocked when I learned that one garbage truck full of textiles is either incinerated or dumped into the ground every second.
0: Oh my God. So that
1: is. Rate at which we are going through textiles. So, fast fashion is detrimental right. to our planet. So, if we can be more mindful of our choices, so just shopping secondhand is a really accessible way mm-hmm. to be more sustainable. If you have the budget, there are fantastic sustainable brands as well. Um, and there's so many more popping up, you know, all varying in price. There's high end all the way down to much more accessible price points. Of really accessible minded, um, you know, you uh, can like uh, sustainably minded brands. Right. So Starting with your clothing is a great place to mm-hmm. start. Um, you can also look at anywhere in your home really to make upgrades. So it could be opting for a sponge made of, you know, walnut fibers instead of plastic. Mm, that's interesting. So in your home, yeah, there's a lot of these like little places yeah. that you can actually make upgrades. It could be making sure you always have a water bottle with you. Yeah. Um, I would say the ones that have big impacts is where you bank. Mm -hmm. So if you switch banks, we are in the process still. I will say it's not the easiest thing to do, but we have opened an account with USAA which okay. my dad is in the military so that is something that's accessible for me mm-hmm. but there's other banks like amalgamated and aspiration and bank of the west right and um, on want a list of resources um, there's a great website called women power planet okay and they're on a mission to help us to bank better because where we hold our money the banks use money for things like new, you know, energy projects. And it could either be green energy or mm-hmm. it could be expanding on fossil fuel projects. So where you bank, what you what you buy, right. you know, in your home and what you wear, those are three great places. Exactly.
0: Start. Um, I also wanted to touch on coffee mugs. I think that's huge. Con- we're constantly yeah. buying coffee, constantly consuming all these cups and throwing it away. I remember you telling me about this portable little cu- um coffee mug? Yeah. yeah, could you tell us about that?
1: Absolutely. There's a fantastic brand called Stojo, mm-hmm. and they make these mugs that they fold in on themselves so they can be, you know, pretty compact if you, you know, have it in your bag or your purse. Yeah. Um, uh, but they pop out in the way that they work, they're very stable. I've never had an issue with like squeezing it and it pops or something like yeah. that. Um uh, you know, so they're they're really great and they make a couple different styles, but I have the, like the classic Stojo coffee mug mm-hmm. and uh, they're a really great option and they're really, they come in fun colors and um, yeah, they're a really good option. Bringing your own is always a, a nice thing to do because not only are you having the impact of not using something that just gets thrown away. But you're also signaling to the people around you, hey, I care about the planet. Look what I'm doing. Like People will notice that. Exactly. The more of us that do that kind of stuff, the more people will be inclined to continue that trend.
0: Absolutely. And with some of the steps you just told us to make a difference now, I believe this is exactly what we could do now in terms of reasonably stopping our climate change as of today, just making these small changes.
1: Absolutely. These, these little micro choices that we have mm-hmm. absolutely have a ripple effect and can start to help to mitigate climate change. Of course, the last big one I have to say is vote. We're yes. coming up on election. So voting, you know, we exactly. do need to work in partnership with mm-hmm. government and brands. Absolutely. But on the individual level, your choices definitely still matter.
0: Exactly. So vote, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome. I also wanted to touch on social justice. Now, I know you, we still have, have hope for climate change in order to, you know, that it's still not too late to make that difference. But what do you th- what are your opinions on social justice? Yeah, What's happening I, with that?
1: Well, we are definitely making progress mm-hmm. and more progress needs to be made you know, when you look back over the past 100 years where we've come from, Mm -hmm. we have made huge headway, but there's still a long way to go. So there's still a lot of people who struggle with white supremacy in terms of recognizing its existence and understanding that it's a construct that we live in.
0: Right.
1: So as as someone who is white, um, I'm really mindful of the kinds of stories, for example, when it comes to my family, mm-hmm. the kinds of stories I expose my child to. Um, my husband's Chinese, so my, my son is mixed mm-hmm. and he's three. And um, one of the things that I can do that I encourage other parents to do is I make sure that his books have a lot of diversity in them. Right. Um, we have a real issue with anti-Blackness mm-hmm. all over the world, and so it's really important that the stories are diverse and show beautiful black skin amongst all the stories so that children understand that everybody is human and everybody is worthy yes. and deserves love and is trustworthy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, these are the kinds of messages that children need to learn and <laughs> adults need to learn them too.
0: But oh, of course. I, as, a <laughs> <Yes>. parent,
1: <laughs> as a parent, I, I, I have a lot of hope for, for the, the future mm-hmm. with our children. yeah. So yeah. I encourage parents to be really mindful about the stories they expose their kids to because they will inevitably have a lot of stories about white families. Right. So it's important to diversify the messages that they receive.
0: Absolutely. And I also wanted to ask you, how did you go from being a model to being a climate and social justice activist? Like, how did that even happen?
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. It was a, it was a big jump, and it was a jump I'm so happy I made. Um, I started modeling 15 years ago, mm-hmm. and I traveled the world, and I got to go to Hong Kong, and Milan, and Osaka, and I was working in New York, and yeah. Miami, and Toronto, and the West Coast. And I really am grateful for the experience that, experiences that I had. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I knew that I wanted to contribute more positively to our world. And I always had that itch of, I want to do something meaningful with my life. And when I had my son, it really came to a head because here I was bringing a human into this world. Right. And I just. just imagine what his life was going to be like in this world. And my, oh, my heart would just break because our world is hurting so much. Mm -hmm. And there's so many issues that need to be addressed. And oh my gosh, I felt so overwhelmed.
0: Absolutely.
1: And the thing that has been the most helpful for me to help myself to not be so overwhelmed with the the weight of the world Mm -hmm. is to take action. And I started by following accounts on social media. It was so simple. Mm-hmm. I just started researching different accounts that were inspiring and people who were making changes.
0: Mm-hmm. And sorry, um, can you yeah. mention some accounts that you've been following that maybe perhaps our listens can our listeners can also follow?
1: Definitely. Absolutely. So um I mean, of course, I'll say follow me because I'm now <laughs> spending awesome messages too. Uh-huh. So I'm Robin X. Shaw on Instagram. Yeah. But um, I love, so Women Power Planet is also on Instagram and they focus a lot on women and mm-hmm. also banking. Perfect. Um, and Therese started an agency called Role Models. So they're an ethical modeling agency and I'm with them and they're fantastic. So if you follow Role Models Management on Instagram, they have... All of their models are are trying to make positive changes. So you can go through their posts and find all kinds of really badass people. Yes. To then follow and be inspired by. So they would be a really great place to start. Um, and Anne therese has something called the Climate Optimist class. Mm-hmm. So you can also look at, look up the hashtag Climate Optimist.
0: Okay. And cool.
1: she's amazing posts. So nice so when i I started following these accounts i got connected up with the right kind of people who Mm -hmm. were also models and activists there's another organization called model activists on instagram and they're also known as the model mafia and uh, they were started by cameron russell who's an amazing model right and um, it was through them that i realized that i could use my platform to speak about these issues that i care about and take it one step further and start to do things like plan rallies and demonstrations. Mm-hmm. And I helped to organize a rally in front of spring studios at fashion week last year, where we were raising awareness about the climate marches and yeah. having celebrities and social media, you
0: know, influencers I've seen following. that. Yeah. I've seen you. Yeah. It was, <laughs> awesome. it was so powerful. Honestly, I think that's what made me like, okay. Um, I think that's when I start following you as well on Instagram. Oh,
1: cool. oh that's so awesome. I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> cool.
0: Well, some of the accounts that you just mentioned right now definitely put in on the um, on your description handle for sure.
1: Oh, fantastic! Yeah, that's great. They're really—I mean—you can kind of start anywhere. You can just research stuff, but yeah, there's some really incredible people who are making changes. Absolutely. And you, when you realize that it starts with really simple things it becomes possible.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, you exactly. don't have to take on the whole world. Yes. Take on a piece at a time. Yeah, exactly. Um, just one, at one step at a time, one piece at a time, you know, like, I think people get so overwhelmed that, Oh my gosh, it's happening. And I think they just try, they just check out sometimes because yeah. it is scary. It is scary. It, it is, is real. And yeah. yeah. And it's time that we, face reality because we're constantly putting reality, um, you know, as if it just doesn't exist, but it's time to make that change now. Um, I also wanted to ask, what do you think the future is like when it comes to climate change? Like, do you think human race, do you think we are going to survive climate change? <laughs>
1: yes, it's it, no, it's a good question. I'm I'm very hopeful. Mm-hmm. I I have learned to train my mind to be fiercely optimistic. Right. Because if you allow yourself to think that the future is doomed, mm-hmm. it's easy to just say, you know, eff it. I'm gonna stick my head in the sand. Yeah. I'm not gonna pay attention. I'm not gonna do anything. We're right. doomed anyway. Exactly. It's but, almost
0: like being yeah. a sheep, right? Because like they don't care. Yeah. They, nobody yeah. takes action, right?
1: Exactly. And it seems like a lot of people don't care, but, you know, a lot of people actually really do care. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people making really incredible changes and really pushing, you know, especially like pushing government to do better. Absolutely. So I do believe that we can have the future where we live in harmony with each other, Mm -hmm. where we live in harmony with our planet. Right. And the majority of people are active in that we need as many people as possible to be willing to be active in trying to make the world a better place. Absolutely. And then guess what? We will. <laughs> okay.
0: Exactly. And hopefully with this podcast, I think this is what we're trying to achieve. Aren't we?
1: Yes, absolutely. It's- absolutely. I mean, you're, you're what you're doing in terms of highlighting people who are trying to make positive changes. Like Thank it's you. exactly what you're doing. That yeah. is helping the world to have more positive messages you know, positive influences, messages of hope. Yeah. And getting people inspired and fired up. That's exactly what we need. So exactly. if you're listening, be like, yes, I can do this. My, <laughs> my choices matter. Like I can actually make a difference. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. I honestly, and this one thing that really caught my attention when you said you're constantly being optimistic how do you even do that I know it's a bit away from climate change and stuff but just in general it's so important to have that sort of an attitude what what do you do how do you do that because it's such a good approach even when it comes to things like mental health that people go through right
1: definitely definitely well it's it's certainly a balancing act um, I have learned through my, my friend, Anne-Therese, who started the agency, Role Models. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend everybody go check her out. I've learned a lot from her, to be honest. Right. But one of the things that I've realized is that we have to take care of our own personal ecosystem in mm-hmm. order to then go out of ourselves and try and take care of more than just ourselves. Mm-hmm. So st- I always actually start my day every day with three salutations to the sun. I do like a mini yoga mini like I sit on the bed and I close my eyes sometimes even for less than a minute because I have a three-year-old so we'll see how long that lasts for you know but a few moments to myself to kind of center myself in the day and then as I mentioned it's about exercising your your willpower over your mind you know I think so I think of optimism as a muscle and you have to practice it regularly Mm -hmm. and give it a break too so there's going to be times when you feel overwhelmed and sad and you're going to cry. And you know what? Feel those emotions. Yeah, absolutely. It's okay. You don't have to be optimistic 100% of the time. Yeah. But giving yourself permission to feel and mm-hmm. then saying, okay, I'm done with that now. What can I do? Right. And then focusing on what's right in front of me that mm-hmm. I can actually do. And there's that saying think globally, act locally.
0: I love that. Think globally, act locally. That's incredible. Yeah. Um wow. Okay, I think I need to practice that right afterward we get done with our podcast because I think meditation, uh being mindful and honestly being optimistic is so important and sometimes just kind of being, you know, giving that benefit of doubt is also so important because, you know, or else we're just going to drive ourselves insane no matter what it is over, right?
1: Exactly. And Whichever direction you're heading in, if you're feeling like I'm feeling like I'm doing too much, mm-hmm. take a break. If you're feeling like, man, I feel like crap, I feel like I'm not doing enough, yes. get your ass off the couch and do something. Yeah. You, know? like, you, you have to be honest with yourself about where you're at and mm-hmm. what you're able to do. Because sometimes people are operating at such a high level, they actually need to slow down.
0: That's so it's all so about true.
1: managing your own ecosystem, making sure that you're in balance with yourself Yeah, and you really strong for our world as well.
0: Yeah. And that's so cool that you said that we need to be honest with ourselves, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Cool. Um, yeah, that's no, that, that was really cool. Uh, Robin, I also wanted to ask you, sorry, just a couple of more questions. Um, why focus on climate and social justice so much and wouldn't more get done if you focused on one at a time, like why focus on together
1: yeah totally I I think that so for me I'm a big picture kind of person Mm -hmm. and I like to see how things are connected right and the truth of it is that everything is connected so when you are trying to look at how you can help you know people who have been oppressed a lot of times it has to do with also like it it ends up being connected to climate change issues as well absolutely For me, I like to address as many things as I can together to try and get towards the root of problems. Mm -hmm. And that's that we have become a people who are willing to abuse. Right. So we're willing to abuse the planet. We're willing to abuse animals. We're willing to abuse other people.
0: Why are we doing that? I just don't understand. And I think it really bothers me. Why (sighs) are we literally destroying our planet i i just don't seem to understand that like can you explain this no, to us
1: i mean my personal opinion is i think that we have a imbalance between masculine and feminine energy yeah so feminine energy is very empathetic and receiving in a way If you're going to look at like the kind of archetypes of feminine okay. energy okay and masculine energy is very forward but can also be destructive and the thing is, is that you need both to be in balance. You know, mm-hmm. if you think of a, a forest, forest fires are actually beneficial for regrowth. Okay. So, to a certain degree, we need that, you know, moving forward and trying to accomplish so much. And, you know, we've just gotten to this point where it's out of whack, where we have, you know, capitalism without limits. and we're trying to do so much in the name of progress Mm -hmm. that we've bulldozed over everybody in the way so i think we need to again be really realistic with ourselves and Mm -hmm. real with ourselves about what we put on a pedestal what we highlight what we value and to say you know what i'm gonna value feminine energies i'm gonna i'm gonna value feminine people whether that's women Transgender people or non binary people, I'm going to hear them. I'm going to value them. I'm going to let them know that they are valued. I'm going to take their their energies. I'm going to hear their words. I'm Mm going to hear their stories. And same when it comes to the planet. I mean, you know, you can have a vision of what you want a place to look like and kind of just bulldozer everything to get there. Yeah. Or you can work with everybody.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I think to me, it comes down to an imbalance between masculine and feminine. And Mm -hmm. we've seen it over generations, over centuries of, you know, women being oppressed. And right right now in the whole time where we straight up have a voice, we are making ourselves heard. We are letting people know what we want, what's okay, what's not okay. And this process is going to take a long time, Mm -hmm. but we are making progress.
0: Definitely. and. Also, we as humans, I think it's time that we drop all that ego because it all comes from ego, right? Um, I think it's I think it's I think it's time that we work together. You know, whether you're masculine or whether there's you know feminine, I think it's time that we both merge together as one and um, you know really save this planet and our social justice right um yeah yeah, I think I think ego has a huge part to play in this definitely cool um so you're also a parent which is so cool because from being a model being an activist and being a parent you are honestly juggling so many like so many things like you're 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 literally wearing so many hats. Um, <laughs> yep,
1: exactly.
0: How is being a like parenting coach connected to your activism?
1: Yeah. So my goal with coaching other families is that I, there's this quote that I came across a long time ago, which I love, which mm-hmm. is something like, I want to create a better planet for our children and better children for our planet.
0: Right. So I love that. Me, <laughs>
1: Things. I mean I did too and I just I love kids and I love families mm-hmm. and I know that we have a lot of trauma that gets passed down from generation to generation yeah and I want to work with families to help them to understand how important empathy is mm-hmm. how important emotional literacy is emotional literacy for anyone who's not familiar with that term is yeah the ability to identify and speak about your complex emotions. Cool. So for example, like boys are often taught in our culture that it is acceptable and safe and expected Mm -hmm. for them to express feelings of anger and frustration and aggression and violence. But if they show emotions of round, shyness or softness or gentleness or empathy or compassion tenderness that that's seen as weak yeah you know, there's this massive shunning of feminine energy exactly in boys and so emotional literacy is huge for families to understand that we need to one show our children our own emotions I don't think we need to like not don't cry in front of your kids yeah exactly you, know? really you cry it's like yeah. I personally I think it's okay to cry in front of your kids and talk about what's going on in an age appropriate way. You know, we don't need to scare our children about the details <laughs> of the world, but you know, I tell my son things like, I'm feeling big emotions right now. Right. You know, I'm feeling, I feel upset. You know, I feel overwhelmed, but I know I'm going to be okay. Yes. Papa and I are talking about something important. So he and I are talking about it and I feel some sadness, but I know I'm going to be okay. And we talk about, feelings a lot yeah so
0: I think you know, it's so important because I feel like world is living under like there's so many masks and facades and being non-confrontational yeah. and I think people think that being non-confrontational is just that's a right approach but um I think it's so important to confront things uh, obviously not in an aggressive way but like you said in a you know in a pleasant way and direct in a direct way exactly
1: yeah like to be direct and real with each other
0: absolutely
1: it sounds so simple but it's very hard we have a lot you're absolutely right we have so many facades yeah and we do this like whole social dance around we don't really say what we mean or we don't let people know how we feel absolutely for all these various reasons and it's important as individuals to learn how to do that but it's this incredible opportunity when you're a parent mm-hmm. you can, you come face to face with a lot of stuff as a parent that like I didn't know I was going to be dealing with things when <laughs> you have a child it's this mirror yeah. on who are you as a person and what are you teaching them about life so you know my goal when i when i work with families mm-hmm. is i want to give them the tools to take these experiences that they have with their children, where their kids are expressing big emotions. I and mean, we call my son spirited, which is a nice way of saying difficult. Yeah. Because toddlers are so hard. Yeah. Not not everyone.
0: But <laughs> toddlers are so challenging um, to deal with. I agree with you because um, I also teach English, right? So okay. I, as a teacher, I also teach little kids. And I honestly feel so lucky when I get, the good students, and what I mean by the good students is like when they're literally behaving, and some can really just go wild in my class, and I'm like, okay, I can't handle this. So, yeah, I completely understand.
1: So, like, yeah, so like one of the things my goals with parents is that they learn that our job as parents mm-hmm. is to maintain the line, it's yeah. to hold the boundary. It's very important that children know where the boundaries are,
0: absolutely, it's
1: children's job to constantly test the boundary
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that drives us crazy <laughs> so hard as parents or as the teacher as the caregiver but if you if you kind of know what the deal is if yeah. you know like look kids jobs that's their job is to test boundaries do you think i uh, find that uh, a sense of relief in knowing that in advance <laughs> yeah i'm
0: i'm so sorry to interrupt it's so funny that you say that it's you know, like when you want to uh, discipline your kids and everything, it's so important to start at such a young age. But what about adults? I feel like adults also have that sense of, you know, way of testing boundaries and, you know, maybe crossing limits or kind of going beyond something that's inappropriate. Now, where do you think why do you think they do that and where do you think that behavior is coming from is it because of their child traumas that they did not get taught by their parents or what was it or what is it
1: yeah definitely so I think that um definitely how you what your family dynamic is like Mm -hmm. as you grow up is a huge probably primary influence in Mm -hmm. how you will interact with the world yeah so as an adult there's this great saying you teach people how to treat you
0: right
1: so as an adult you know especially this happens a lot in relationships and like romantic relationships also in friendships but mm-hmm. if someone starts to treat you a certain way that you don't like but you don't address it yeah or do something about it mm-hmm. you've taught them that that's okay and it's hard because it does put a lot of onus on you to make sure that the way that you interact with the people you care about is very like honest and real. And like you mentioned, you know, sometimes like there's going to be confrontation and Mm -hmm. to have a friendship or a relationship or, you know, even with your children to have that kind of relationship. That's direct where you have good communication with that person. Or you're willing to make hard choices. Like, you know what? You're not listening when I tell you that this behavior does not work for me.
0: Exactly. This relationship
1: is becoming unsafe. I cannot be friends with you or I cannot be in this relationship anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you have to make a really tough call. Right. But your mental and emotional and physical health is your responsibility. Mm -hmm. It's not the other person's. If the other person isn't able to meet you on your level, it's important that you take care of yourself because no one else is going to do that for you.
0: Right. That's, that's so powerful and literally something to take away from. Right. Um, yeah, because it does start from a lot of the traumas that you face as a child, because, um, I think study even shows that whatever information you get at an age of seven stays with you, um, at, you know, even during your fifties. Yeah.
1: Totally. One of the things my husband and I talk about is how the. So, one of the things that my husband and I talk about is how my son, you know, at age one, two, three, four years old, these are formative years for him, but he won't remember anything. So, he won't have actual memories from this time, but the things that we do will shape his life. Mm -hmm. So, it's important to know that, you know, those early years are so impressionable.
0: Absolutely. And what are some takeaways for families who want to teach their kids about sustainability and equality?
1: Definitely. So one thing I would say that all parents should do is diversify the books that you read to your kids. Mm -hmm. You know, the library is open in my community and books are a wonderful resource to start conversations with your kids and to teach them about. So, you know, in terms of sustainability, there are some books about sustainability, I'm sure. But even just learning about the natural world and having a curiosity and animals and nature is super important and valuable. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to diversity, make sure that your kids are reading stories about other people who do not look like them. It's very right. important, especially in this culture that we have right now. You know, we, we do live in a system of white supremacy. Mm-hmm. And people may not realize that, but that is the system that we live in right now. And part of that is anti-blackness. Right. So make sure that your kids know how to empathize and value the stories of people who have very dark skin Mm -hmm. and all beautiful different colors of skin.
0: Absolutely. So
1: that's a really important thing that I think families can do is diversify the books that your kids read. Um, Another thing that you can do with your kids is get into nature or garden Mm -hmm. or take care of plants Mm -hmm. because being involved in nature is so important there's so many studies that yeah. show how it's good for your mental health right but also good for your empathy with taking care of something mm-hmm. and it's good because um one of the things i love is that when you get dirt under your fingernails it increases the diversity of your microbiome right so you're introducing these microbes yeah. into your skin and that's also really cool and important so Amazing. i would say diversify your books you know, spend time with nature, whatever that can look like. Yeah. And then talk to your kids about the changes you're making. So if you decide to include more plant-based meals, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't have to like give up meat a hundred percent if you're not ready to do that. Right. But. You can include more plant based meals and talk to your kids about why you're doing that. Exactly. You know, you can switch your cleaning products from stuff that includes, you know, really harsh chemicals mm-hmm. to natural cleaning products and talk to your kids about why you're doing that. We don't right. want these chemicals to go in the waterway, so we're not going to use them anymore. Exactly. So have conversations with your kids about why you're doing things. Mm-hmm. Get into nature and read them lots of great diverse books.
0: That's so amazing. Pretty- No, those are really amazing. And like you said, um, it's so important just to be out in nature. So they can appreciate, you know, the beauty of nature, all the trees, all the plants, you know, end of the day, they're also living beings.
1: for everyone. So I want to recognize that there are people who are not going to be able to go into nature. But Right. There are going to be people who have it right at their doorsteps and kind of don't make use of it. Exactly. You guys are the ones I want to talk to say, get out there, <laughs> let your kids get dirty, go on walks in the rain, you know, all of that stuff is so good for kids. So, and if you live in a city and you are able to go to a park, um, we used to live in Brooklyn and mm-hmm. we would go to Prospect Park all the time. Yeah. And Prospect Park is amazing in Brooklyn, okay. as are I mean, many parks all over. Right. So, you know, get into parks, get into nature.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Robin. And just closing off, I know you're already making an incredible impact. Uh, what impact would you like to make? Well,
1: um, one of my, another quote that I love <laughs> is about how, um, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm just a drop in the bucket. Right. And then I remember the whole ocean is made out of drops. hmm So my hope is that I can be someone that as I create, you know, changes that ripple out, I can inspire other people to make changes and also to be loud about it. Use your social media, have conversations with your friends and family and coworkers, Mm -hmm. you know, be really proud to be making changes. And when we all start to inspire each other, we will be raising like the collective vibration of positivity and hope.
0: Exactly. So
1: my hope is to increase the hope in the world in a way, and just to have those actions that I'm doing in my life mm-hmm. ripple out and invite other people to do that too.
0: Wow, that's incredibly powerful. And like you said, um, you know, when the world suffers, when one thing suffers, somehow we all end up suffering together just like now, right? 2020 has not been a year for any of us. The world did stop and we all stopped. Um, And, you know, just touching on a few things, you said such incredible and powerful things today, uh, which also were, you know, things that I wasn't aware of. Um, So it's so important to educate, to learn, to question um, and be curious. Also, You know, having social justice and responsibility leads to satisfaction and pleasure of life, as well as respect and loyalty to the leaders, Um, especially with the whole COVID. Instead of heading towards social justice, I feel like we're now headed towards social injustice, which is quite threatening for our humanity. And like you said, social justice and climate change go hand in hand. So, you know, if one, if humanity, you know, all the rights, everything is falling apart, You know, we have our climate change falling apart. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, one thing to keep in mind is that right now it feels really chaotic. It feels like everything is falling apart. Mm -hmm. But we can use this as an opportunity to reimagine how we want to live in this world, Mm -hmm. you know, as an individual and collectively. So, sometimes things need to be torn apart for them to be put back together in a different way. Exactly. let's use this opportunity you know COVID has been scary for so many people right and there's been really really big challenges that people have been faced with certainly mm-hmm. I don't want to downplay that at all
0: no definitely
1: but and this is a time of reckoning mm-hmm. you know, we are like able to hit the pause button and really evaluate what's important and what direction we are going in
0: absolutely so opportunity. Yeah. Exactly. Let's take this opportunity. In fact, a lot of us during COVID, you know, a lot of new developments have happened, a lot of self-growth, a lot of, you know, internal work. Well, for yeah. me, I never thought I would ever start my own podcast from my lens. And it just happened all of a sudden, Robin, like I am such an introvert, I'm not a public speaker. Just Whoa. being able to connect with individuals powerful individuals like yourself Times of challenge and turmoil yeah they
1: can be an opportunity you know it's mm-hmm. like we're, we're turning things over and like you know for you as the example like you're taking this opportunity that's a really challenging and tumultuous time yeah and you've planted something good and you're nurturing it and you're creating something that's very positive you know and along the way like you mentioned earlier like it helps to create meaning in your life right There's
0: a lot of opportunity right now. Robin, I would love to thank you for coming on this platform and joining me on From My Lens podcast. Change and social justice is so important. Um, So you guys, if you're listening, let's make this collective change now. Um, Let's start, you know, as Robin stated, let's start with small steps. Uh, She mentioned couple of tips. So I would love for you to, you know, make that difference now. And yeah, Robin, thank you for joining me today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. And thank you as well for the positive you Mm -hmm. know, inspiration that you're putting into the world with this podcast. So I'm really, really happy to be here talking with you today.
0: Thank you so much. And I'll definitely be adding your um, social media links. So if anybody who wants to get in touch with you, they can yes. just reach out to you directly
1: always welcome if anyone wants to even direct message me and ask questions i'm always happy to talk about important issues <laughs> because uh, you know we, we can't do this alone no we need
0: to do this together so absolutely yeah. all right guys thank you and thank you for joining me on from my lens podcast until then i'll see you next time bye now